Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. honor and glory. You're holy, you're mighty, you're awesome. We magnify you. We honor you, God. We glorify you. In the midst of it all, God, we still open up our mouths and give you praise, God. Time changes, Lord Jesus, but our praise will not. Our worship will not. We'll still magnify your name. We'll still honor you. We'll still glorify you, God. We'll still live for you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Come on, open up your mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah. You're a holy God. You're worthy God. Hallelujah. We magnify your name. Say it one more time. All the glory belongs to you. 
one time together. We say all the glory belongs. All the glory belongs to you. When we think all about the glory belongs to you. We can do it at all and all belongs to you. Oh, all the glory. All the glory belongs to you. Oh, all the glory belongs to you. Oh, one more time we say all the glory belongs. All the glory belongs we to you. All the glory belongs. All the glory belongs to you. Belong. All the glory belongs to you. Oh, now come on, if you know that He deserves the glory, honor, and the praise, we say Hallelujah. Hey, we say. For your word. You've given us your word so that we can hide it in our hearts and so that we won't sin against you. Yeah. Hallelujah. There's nothing that we run into that there's not a way of escape for. He always gives us a way out. And thank God, because I know some of us, I know me, I'm going to talk about me for a second. Some of us, we want to say that one thing to that one person, but your word is hidden in our hearts. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and for your word. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to honor you for your word.
offering, but Isaiah, keep playing. Um, this is Youth and Young Adult Sunday, and um, we, our pastor is not here this morning. Our pastor is preaching in Sandusky, Ohio. And while she was praying, um, I was reminded of a story in Exodus chapter 17 where Moses had to hold his hands up, and as long as Moses held his hands up, he was winning. And even when Moses' hands got weak, there were two young men who held his hands up for him. And I feel called to pray for our pastor. I know he's not all of our pastors, but I feel called to pray for our pastor. I don't know what he's going up against. I don't know what's in Sandusky. I haven't talked to him this morning at all. But we need to pray for our pastor. Because when our pastor is being blessed, our church will be blessed. So let's pray for him really quickly. Wherever you are, at home, in your living room, in your kitchen, if you're in the car, begin to get a word of gratefulness on your lips because God is still a good God. God, we thank you for the leadership that you have put over this house. God, we thank you for a leader that allows young people to strive and survive in the millennial time. God, we thank you that you put a leader over this house that lets people worship in their own forms and way. God, we thank you that you put a leader over this house who sees beyond where we are. God, we thank you that you put a leader over this house that trusts you more than he trusts himself. And even when the enemy says no, he knows because what your word says, it's true. God, we thank you for the young leaders that you are bringing up in this church based off what you're doing in his life. We thank you for the good model that he's setting over us. And God, whatever he's coming up against right now, we come against it in the name of Jesus. I don't know if it's sickness in his body. I don't know if he's questioning you about the word that he's about to give. But God, I ask that whatever he's asking for, you do it. I ask that whatever he's asking for, you're doing, you're God enough to do it all by yourself. God, show yourself strong in your life. And even when he questioned you, God, show yourself evident. 
show yourself evident, God. Now, God, I want to switch the atmosphere, and I want to thank you for what you're about to do in this place. I want to thank you for what you're about to do in this place. I don't know if people are watching on Facebook, if they're watching on Instagram, but today, I stand and declare that Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church will be the model for young people on fire for Christ. That every note we sing shall bring somebody closer to you. For every word we preach, somebody shall come closer to your kingdom. God, we don't do this for fame. We don't do this for ourselves, but we do this for your glory. Now, God, show yourself strong. Come in this place like a mighty rushing wind. Whatever anybody in this place is asking for before they leave, you'll do it. God, you're sending emails right now. You're sending texts right now. Whatever confirmation they need, you'll show it right now. You'll show it right now, God. I hear the Lord saying that some of us feel delayed. We're not where we're supposed to be in life. But God said you're right on time because I have a blessing waiting to meet you here soon. God, I need you to do something in this next hour. God, I need you to do something in this next hour. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Listen, I want to apologize. I, I know that wasn't on the order of service. But I feel called to pray when the Lord says pray. Listen, this is the time for offering. This is the time for giving. There are numerous ways to give through our Cash App, through our GiveLify, um, through our text to give. I don't know any of those numbers at all. So, uh, Mount Media, can you help me out just a bit? If you do want to touch somebody's hand, somebody's God-blessed, glove-covered hands and give your offering, between the hours of 12 to 1, there will be deacons outside who will receive your offering and tithes. The text to give number is 937-643-5169, maybe. And it was at this moment where the Lord told Chris that he needs glasses. 543-5169. Those are the text to give number. And you can give through Givelify. The cash app is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Now we can get to the moment that we have all been waiting for. Listen, as the summit, the summit is not a separate brand from Mount Calvary. The summit is Mount Calvary's youth and young adult platform. Through numerous ways, we give the word of God through social media, through numerous events that we have throughout the year. And as we sat down as a team, um, we were on a search looking for a sound. We were on a search looking for a sound. We, we know we can go after big names. We know we can afford the big names, and the big names would love to come here. We have a beautiful church. We have great hospitality. We know that the big names would love to come here. But more than this generation needs to seek fame, we need to seek a sound. Um, because when we seek a sound, all of us can be on one accord and come together like we need to. So we began to seek and the first contract we sent out was to Brother Richard Tolbert, um, and he was quick to get back to him. I want to put a special thank you to his assistant, Miss Tiffany Woodson. They were quick to get back with us. And even though they couldn't be here for our first event, we began to change the date numerous times. And every time I seemed to think we ran into some type of form of complication. And I just said a second ago that for young people who feel delayed, God is saying that you're right on time because I have a blessing waiting on you. And so finally, I don't think we had any problems this time after we set this date. Um, I called and said, July 12th, he needs to be here. We're going to have a youth and young adult Sunday. We're not going to be packed out like usual. I know usually our youth Sundays and young adult Sundays are packed out. Um, but there will just be a few people in the sanctuary and everybody else will be watching via live stream. And so we had no complications and he came. And I think the thing is that 
because God set this date before it was even in our minds, what God is about to reveal through his ministering is the sound that the summit and that the worst of the world needs through millennial generations. So I want to introduce to some of you all and bring to the stage for the rest of you all, Brother Richard Tober. If you have not followed him on social media, please do so. If you do not have him on Apple Music, please do so. After he comes, will come the word. And I pray the Lord puts a blessing on it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we just stay right here? Can we just worship the Lord? Father, you're worthy. You're worthy to be adored. You're worthy to be extolled. You're worthy to be lifted high. You're worthy of the glory, the honor, and the praise. All the praise and the honor belongs to you. Come on, for a few moments, everybody open up your mouth and just begin to speak well of our Father. You are the Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the ending. You're the first and the last. You're the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the lily in the valley. We lift your name high today, Father. We lift your name high. We lift your name high. You're Yahweh. You're Adonai. You're beautiful. You're awesome. You're powerful. Come on, everybody, open up your mouth and give him praise. So we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. So we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. So we lift you Yahweh, Yahweh, so we lift you high, you're Yahweh, Yahweh, so we lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh, so we lift you We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We lift your name. Your name. 
name is to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same your name is worthy your name is worthy we lift you up Yahweh we lift your name we lift your name we lift your name we lift your name so we lift you high come on Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
Isn't he beautiful? <laughs> I said, isn't he beautiful? Come on. I said, isn't he beautiful? Open your eyes to see him. Isn't he beautiful? Open your eyes to see him. Isn't he beautiful? He got the eyes like fire and the hand like wool. He got the feet like brass. Oh, isn't he beautiful? He got the eyes like fire. And the hair like wool. He, he got 
got the feet like grass. Oh, isn't he beautiful? I said, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? Jesus is so beautiful. He got eyes like fire. He got hair like wool. He got feet like grass. Oh, isn't he beautiful? One thing that I desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord to behold his beauty. To behold his beauty. To behold his beauty. To behold his beauty. Isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? Yes, sir. Isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? He's a miracle worker. He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last. I said, isn't he beautiful? He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. I said, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? Jesus is. Jesus is. Jesus is so beautiful. Take a look at him. The way he heals. The way he delivers. I said, isn't he beautiful? I tried him and I know him. I tried him and I know him. Isn't he beautiful? I said, isn't he beautiful? Do you believe that all God is a miracle worker? He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. I said, he picked me up and he turned me around. And he placed my feet on solid ground. He brought me out of the miry clay. And he placed my feet on a rock to stay. Isn't he beautiful? I said, isn't he beautiful? I said, isn't he beautiful? Sing oh, 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 Sing oh, 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 oh. One more time, isn't he beautiful? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Isn't he beautiful? Jesus is so beautiful. I said, isn't he beautiful? His blood is beautiful. His scars are beautiful. His salvation is beautiful. He is beautiful. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. His blood is beautiful. The blood that he shed way back on Calvary. On the third day, he rose again. Anything beautiful. Isn't he beautiful? 
of the Most High God. Come on, somebody open up your mouth and bless the Most High God. I said, somebody open up your mouth and bless the Most High. I said, somebody open up your mouth and bless the Most High God. He's the highest. He's the greatest. He's the biggest. He's the strongest. Somebody open up your mouth and bless him. And because God is the greatest power, we shall never be defeated. And because God is the greatest power, we celebrate your strongship today. You're the God that wars before us. You're the God that wars for us. You're the God that fights for us. And because you are the greatest power, we shall never be defeated. I said, and because God is the greatest power, we'll never be defeated. I'm going right in. And because God is the greatest power, we shall never, never be defeated. Come on, say. And because God is the greatest power, you say and because God is the greatest power we shall never we shall never be defeated come on let's wake up and because God is the greatest power we shall never be defeated come on Calvary sing it and because God Sing the devil is a liar. Come on, sing God is exalted. Sing never be defeated. Oh Lord. Sing the devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be defeated. Yes, sir. That's it. Sing the devil is a liar. And we'll never be defeated. Never be defeated. Come on. Sing the devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be defeated. I shall never be defeated. Sing the devil is a liar. God is exalted. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. I shall never be defeated. I shall never be defeated. Even when I get tired, I shall never be defeated. Sometimes discouraged, but I'll never be defeated. Sometimes disappointed. Whoa. 
never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. The devil is a liar. Get the glory. He's able 
able to get the glory. Watch God. Watch God. Watch God. Watch God. Watch him get the glory. Get the glory. We're watching. We're waiting. Anticipating. Get the glory. Sing, he'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. Now, right here, somebody open up your mouth. If you know that God will get the glory out of everything that's happening, out of everything that will happen, God will get the glory. Come on. I feel this. Yes, in this. Watch God get the glory. 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 Watch God with the glory. Watch God get the glory. Watch God get the glory. Watch God get the glory. He will get the glory. He will get the glory. He will get the glory. I believe he will. He will get the glory. He will get the glory. He will get the glory. Say, he will. Watch God get the glory. Somehow he'll always 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 come on say it somehow he'll always get the glory somehow he'll always he'll always get the glory somehow he'll somebody right here to open up your mouth if you know that God will get the glory God has a way of taking your mess taking your rebellion taking your disobedience taking your problems taking your finances taking your trials taking your tribulations and God has a way of making sure that he gets the glory for all things work together I said for all things work together every tear every somebody open up your mouth and give God glory I said somebody open up your mouth and give God glory he will God will I said, God will. 
God will. I know you're looking at it, how it's going to work out. I know you're saying, how is this going to work out? How is this going to come together? I came to tell you, God will. He'll always get the glory. I said, he'll always get the glory. He'll always get the glory. send up a praise right there I said somebody send up a praise right there I said something a whole shire I said somebody send God a praise come on if you believe that he will get the glory let your praise testify I said let your praise testify let 
Let your feet say, I believe, I believe, I, be I believe. Let your hands say, God, I believe. Somebody open up your mouth and give God the glory. Anybody can test the home, testify right now in your homes. I don't know how he's gonna do it. I don't know when he's gonna do it. But I know that somehow, some way that God is about to get the glory out of my life. I wish wherever you are, you would put a praise on your mouth to signify the blessing that you see on the way. I wish somehow, some way you would put a praise on your lips to say, God, I don't see it. I don't know how you're gonna do it. I don't know when you're gonna do it, but somehow, some way, you're gonna get the glory out of my life. I give you praise for the glory that I see coming. I give you glory, praise for the glory that I see coming. It doesn't match what I see. My faith doesn't match my reality, but somehow, someway, God, you're about to get the glory out of my life. Can I get a little bit more of these monitors right here? Listen. Young people, I need us to focus in right now because I want to let you know that I'm just going to say it. I know for a fact that I'm under attack. And since I am your leader, when the leader is taken out, the whole army is taken out. Hey, everything went wrong this morning from my sore throat, from the iPad not charging, for us not be able to download the Google Docs. The enemy does not want you to hear what God is about to say. So I wish somehow, some way, we don't have any weapons, but you have your praise. And I want you to go at the enemy strong for at least 10 seconds and let him know you're not about to stop what the Lord has called for my life. I wish somehow you put a praise on your lips to tell the enemy this word is for me. The Lord wants me to hear it, and you're not going to stop the blessing that he has for me. I know somebody came in this house this morning looking for a word, not just for inspiration, but for revival. For revival. You've been dead in your situation, and God says, I have a word for you, and the enemy will not stop what I have for my people. You can try another Sunday, but you won't get any glory out of this one, devil. You will not. He had the wrong ones, I'm telling you. He had the wrong ones. Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7. We are not going to finish this sermon, the Lord already told me. So for anybody tuned in looking for an old Baptist clothes, we probably won't get there. Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 15. Come on, y'all. Where you at, Valerie? Come here. For two more minutes, Valerie. Just two more minutes. Two more minutes. Rich, come on. Yeah, I got the victory. I got the victory. 
11 through 15. Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 15. Listen, the musicians played the whole time so we can get our praise. Can we just give them 30 seconds? Seven, verse 11 through 15 and it reads this now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her when the Lord saw her he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So, who, so he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and the Lord gave him back to his mother. For those of you in the sanctuary and those of you watching at home, give me 13 minutes and 47 seconds to preach from the subject when something you give birth to dies when something you give birth to dies as we gather for one of our first virtual youth and young adult Sundays I think all of us all of us would agree that this is not the year that the prophets had prophesied this is not the year of 2020 that those before us proclaim the year of clear vision. That will cause us to sometimes, and I think that all of us would agree that there are situations that will arise in the life of every young believer that will cause us to sometimes question whether or not what we have given birth to is alive or not. There are some of you tuned in now and Lately, your prayer has been, Lord, I need the word. I need your word to confirm in me that I'm in the place, I'm in the realm, I'm, I'm in the lane that I'm supposed to be in. Because lately, I've been there and I have not seen the fruit or the life that I thought I would have seen by now. As I begin to preach this word, many of you have already figured out what that thing is in your life. That thing that you have given birth to is that, that is now laying there dead. That, that dream, that vision, that business plan, that 
that begin with so much life based on the purpose that lied in you and its circumstances and life has strangled what you gave birth to to the point that death is evident. The truth of the matter is sometimes this happens because we live in a world and our world does not line up with the word that God has spoken over us. We live in constant frustration because our word and our world don't line up. We have a word over our lives that says, my God shall supply all of our needs. But in the world we live in, we are up to our necks with bills that we can't afford to pay. We have a word that says he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. But our world says by the time we get home, we have a cabinet full of pills to fight against a disease in our bodies that we can't see. We have a word that says, yet before you were in your mother's womb, I filled you, I called you out, I set you apart. You have a purpose. But yet every morning, young people waking up, figuring out what it is that I was called to do. But the truth is, and I pray at least I get one amen in the comments, all you need right now is for your word and your world to line up. I want to submit to you this morning, I believe the fact that you're logged in now is confirmation that God is getting ready to bring things into alignment in your life. Because the good news is, when we look here in the seventh chapter of Luke, we must realize that we are not the first ones to give birth to something that has now died. We are not the first to head to bury something that was called to strive and survive. We're not the first to be confused because what we see doesn't match what we believe. Because Luke 7, verse 11 begins very easily. It says, soon afterwards. After what? If you study verse 1 through 11, you will see that Jesus entered a town by the name of Capernaum. And the people of the town wanted Jesus to come and heal the servant of a centurion. They tell how faithful this servant was, and because of that, Jesus heads to heal the man. While headed there, he receives word from the master saying, Lord, don't trouble yourselves, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy for coming to you in the first place. But if you say the word, my servant will be healed. The Bible says that when Jesus hears this, he's amazed. He's amazed at what he hears, and he turns around to the crowd and says, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even as Israel. And by the time the messenger got back, the servant was already healed. Can I tell you what's important about this scripture, verses 1 through 11, and what it shows me? Jesus never got to the house to see the servant. Hmm. He never got to lay hands on him. He never got to see him face to face. But the servant somehow became healed. Because even the master knew that what he needed was not a move from God, but a word from God. And I don't mean to disrespect anybody, but it blows my mind how many people sit on their issues waiting for a move from God. But there are a few young people like myself and like the master who say, God, I don't need the move, just send your word. And the word is all I need. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get into it, but who am I preaching to this morning who can testify? I don't care what's going on in my life. The things that tried to take me out, Lord, you don't have to come do a thing, just send your word. For the word says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, nor the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction 
person that lays waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side. A thousand, may, ten thousand may fall at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. God, I don't need a move. Just send your word. Send your word. But the Bible says soon after this, after he sends the word and heals the man, he goes to a town called Nain. He leaves Capernaum to go to Nain. And I find this odd. Capernaum in the Hebrew is village of comfort. Nain in the Hebrew is beauty. I found this odd and I pray we catch it in the spirit and run with it. Jesus could never go or find the place of beauty till he left the place of comfort. And too many of us will never experience the beauty that the Lord wants to get out of our lives because we get too comfortable in our place of comfort. But that's not what got me. What got me was while Nain was the place of beauty, as soon as he got there, he was encountered by an ugly situation. For verse 12 says, as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. Now, this wasn't just a dead person. This wasn't just any dead person. Verse 12 describes him more by saying he was the only son of his mother. And his mother was a widow. If you know anything of biblical days, the Bible says that this is her only son. She has no more. This is the only one she has. On top of that, she's a widow, which means that her husband has died. And because of her husband's death, she has no means of financial support. Her son was the only means that she had. He was the only one called to take care of her. And now she's burying him. She's the one that gives birth, the one that she gave birth to is somehow in the text laying here dead. And for many of us, the thing that we gave birth to was called to take care of us. And now we're sitting here with the thing that we is, the, the, the business plan, the vision, whatever it is. And now somehow, even though it was called to care for us, it's laying there dead. The business plan that you gave birth to that was called to take care of you, the degree that was called to take care of you, the album, the song, the video, whatever it is. But just like the man in the story, though it was called to take care of somebody, for he is in the text, he's laying here dead. But the end of verse 12 irritates me, and we're going to go ahead and cut across the field because time is running short. As he approaches the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. The text doesn't say that this is her family. It doesn't say that they are friends. It just says a large crowd from the town. A group of people with no one walking next to the lady, but everybody's following behind her. A group of people who probably didn't understand the woman's situation. A group of people who didn't really care to celebrate the young man's life, but they were surely there to witness the death and burial. They didn't go along the journey to try to resurrect the boy, but to make sure that what the woman gave birth to made it to his burial plot. And I come against whatever you consider to be friends or connections. They don't want to see you give birth, but surely they want to see what it is die. They don't call, they don't walk around to try to feed what you have oxygen beating through your body, but it will be the first one posting how sorry we are for your loss. They don't care about how you living, but they care about how you dying. They question how did he die, but I rebuke those people out of your life to proclaim that what you're about to encounter somebody who doesn't need to know what happened but can do something to change your situation and do something to change your situation you're about to encounter somebody who doesn't need the whole backstory the bible says that he looks upon her face and he heals the young man the bible says in verse 13 when the lord saw her his heart went out to her and he said don't cry 
She didn't say a word. He just looked upon her face and saw that what she had an issue that no one around her could solve. Verse 14 says, then he went up and touched the buyer. They were carrying him on and the bearer stood still and he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And this morning, I've come on assignment this morning, not really to preach. I've come for more active duty to come get you in the spirit realm. This isn't a reality moment. I come to get you in the spirit realm because you've been sitting there mourning over something that's dead. But whatever it is, I came to declare that it's time to get up. My time has run short to this point, so I might as well go ahead and close. Young people and not so young people, there are things in your life that you were called to give birth to. But after the year that we've had, you've noticed that those things are dead. But I've come to share a report this morning. I've come as the messenger of God and told those dead things in your life. I've come bearing news that the alarm clock has gone off and it's time to get up. You've been dead too long. You've got more life to live. It's time to get up. It's not your time. It's not your turn. I need you to get up. I don't, who am I preaching to this morning? You've been mourning the death of that vision. You've been mourning the death of that business plan. You've been waiting for it to take off the ground right when you got the paperwork, the pandemic started. Who am I preaching to? You've been mourning over a dead situation. This morning I come to you in the spirit, every young person watching, and tell you that it's time to get up. You've been, work, you've been working for that degree, and right when you signed up for school, they closed school, and you thought it was a dead situation. I tell you that it's time to get up. You've been wondering what's next in your life. You don't see anything but the cemetery and I tell you that it's time to get up people will mourn your death they don't want to see life in your body they just want to worry about how you died but I come into you in the spirit and I tell you that it's time to arise it's time to arise it's time to get up it's not your time the alarm clock has rung it's time to get up out of that dead situation you got more life to live you have more life to live I said you have more life to live I wish I could call on a witness I wish I could call on a witness. Jay Iris, Jay Iris, come here. Jay Iris would tell you, yes, my daughter was dead. I called for Jesus. Jesus came. He healed my daughter. He gave him back to me. I, I, I just wish I could call on a witness. Lazarus, Lazarus, Mary and Martha would tell you, yes, our brother was dead. I went and I got Jesus. Jesus came to our house. He didn't say a word. He healed my brother. Yes, Jesus said, it's time to get up, young people. It's time to get up. If you don't believe any of those witnesses, I said I wasn't going to get back this morning. If you don't believe any of those witnesses, just ask Jesus. He'll tell you that I died on a Friday but even though it wasn't my time I rose three days later and I didn't just raise empty-handed I rose with all power in my hands listen young people you have a purpose you have an assignment and even though it looks dead even though it looks like there's no oxygen in your situation I come and breathe life in your situation and tell you that you shall live you shall live you shall live you shall live What you hold shall live. What you hold, listen, the text says, the text says that not only does he heal the young man, after he heals the young man, he presents him back to his mother. And not only was this morning a part of revival, but Jesus is about to give it back to you alive and well. I was in a car talking to Cornelius yesterday, we were on the way to the airport. If you recognize in the text, what the text doesn't say 
is that he gave him back to his mother. His mother, he walks away from his mother. What the text says is that he gives him back to his mother. And because his, the young man was the only one keeping his mom's life, his, her financial support alive. Young people, I don't know what this means. I don't know who this is for, but you're about to get your financial support back. You won't have to rely on the government. You won't have to rely on a stimulus check. The thing that God is about to bring back into your life will take care of you. Listen, we seek fame too much. We seek money too much. God, just give us breath in our bodies. Give us breath in our situations. You don't have to say a word. The Bible says, for the Holy Spirit intercedes on the moans and groans of the people. The Bible says that he looks upon the woman's face and he had compassion on her. For he knew that even though the young man was dead, it was not his time. Young people, not so young people, it is not the time for that situation to die. It's not the time for that business plan to die. It's not the time for that vision to die. And I know the thing is this, we don't have the resources that we need for this situation, for our business plans, for our visions to stay alive. Listen, you don't need them. Too many times we're trying to find connections. Too many times we're trying to network. Listen, you don't need them. God will encounter you when you're coming out the city and see the dead situation that you have. And he will say, listen, you don't have to say a word because you're my people, because you're mine, because I put the need in your system. I will reach out my hand. I will look on your face and I will see your heart. And I know that what you need needs life because there's no way you're going to make it without this purpose. So I give life back to it. I give life back to it. And I will present it back to you. I'll present it back to you. I'll present it back to you. Listen, I wish this was the sanctuary and we were packed out like a normal Sunday. I want to pray for you all watching at home right now. Those of you who thought it was over because you didn't feel any pulse in it, the phone calls you put in, you didn't get any calls back, the emails you sent, you didn't get no reply. He told you that he was going to contact you after he listened to your demo and he never called. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Listen, you did all the classes you were supposed to take and they still ain't called you back about when you're supposed to get your degree. Listen, God said, I'm about to make ways because you thought you needed them. I needed you to focus that I'm the only one that can bring your situation back to life. And because you realized that you needed me, I'm about to give you life in your body. I'm about to give you life. We have been focusing too hard on the wrong things. There's a difference between putting a Band-Aid over a sore and healing it. You've been seeking Band-Aids, stuff just to nourish it for the moment. But God says, I'm about to touch it and I'm about to heal it myself. I need you all to focus in for at least 30 seconds because we're about to seek God in prayer like none other. I need you all to focus because what we're about to do is we're about to ask God to bring breath right back into what you're asking for. I don't need you all to text in the comments. I don't need you all to call and tell me what it is that you need life back in because the Bible says that the woman didn't say a word. He just looked upon her face and he noticed that it was something that she needed and he gave life to it.
What is that thing? What is that thing? What is that thing? You've been miserable on your job because that thing is dead. And you know you weren't supposed to be doing that in the first place, but because what God called you to do was dead, you haven't been putting your all into it because you can't find life in that situation. You can't find a pulse in that situation. God has said, I'm about to take you from what the world has called you to be, what the world had made you be, into what I have called you to be. You sitting there working at a call center, you were supposed to be traveling the world preaching the word of God. You sit here working somewhere that you miserable at, not because you thought your situation was dead. And God said, here I am to breathe life. <laughs> and you shall live. You shall live. You shall live. Whatever it is, focus on that thing right now. Grab that thing. What is it? There are entrepreneurs watching right now. There's artists watching right now. There's business people watching right now. You've been working as the janitor of the company when you were supposed to be the CEO. You were called to be a leader, but because of some decisions you made, somehow you died. Can I tell you what's odd about the story? Nowhere do you see where they said how the young man died. Nowhere do you see in the beginning verses that the young man made a decision and somehow he died. You don't see that anywhere. It doesn't say there was any disease in his body. You don't see that anywhere in the text. And can I tell you, I don't care what decisions you made. I don't care what bad decisions you made. I don't care who you handed your gift over to for the weekend. I don't care who you laid in bed with and you thought it ruined what God has called you to do. But God said, even though you made decisions, I don't care about how it died, but I give it life. I give it life and life more abundantly. I give it life. I give it life. We're gonna pray. And I was wondering why the Lord wouldn't let me finish my notes last night. Something else in the text that's odd is why wasn't Jesus speed walking to get to the city? The woman loses her only means of financial support, her son. Now she has to pay for a funeral for her son. And Jesus could have came earlier and healed her son right when he died. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but these are for my young people who feel like you should be on an accelerated rate. You should have been there already. But God says, right when you think it's over, right when you're about to get buried, right before they put you in the ground, right before they put you in the tomb, I'm going to meet you right where I said I was going to meet you, and I'm going to give you life. Listen, the text... They were carrying him out the city to a tomb, which means they already took a place where they were going to bury him. Young people, you have already assigned death to whatever it is. You were already about to bury it. You already knew how you were going to get rid of this. You already knew how you were going to escape the calling that God had on your life. But God says, right before you bury it, I'm going to give it life. Young people, I need you all to focus on that thing and let's pray. And I don't want to just pray. Um that the Lord gives life. But I pray, and this is just my spiritual imagination, I pray that when the young man was healed, he not only was a blessing back to his mother, but he was a blessing to everybody else that was watching. Because the text says in the next verse that after he gets up, they look at Jesus and says, surely this is the one. And everybody believed based off what they saw going on in that woman's situation. 
and young people, you have friends that are not believers. You have friends that have never walked in the four walls of this church. You have friends that would never call on the name of God. But based off what they see that God is about to do in your situation, based on how they see that God is about to take off on your business plan, based on how they see that God is about to turn your situation around, they shall believe for what God is about to do in their lives. They shall come to know Christ because what they see God is about to do in your life. Who am I preaching to who know that God is about to turn some things around, not just for you, but for those of the rest of those in your life, your friends that never believed in the name of Jesus, your friends who never wanted to go to church, your friends who had church hurt, they're going to believe in Christ based on what he's about to do in your situation. They shall have life because he breathed on you. They shall have life because he breathed on you. Let's keep playing. Let's go ahead. Listen. For those of you all that are scared about the life that God is about to bring, I don't want you all to go along this journey because we're about to seek God in prayer like none other. For those of you that are not looking for anything, you go ahead. You, you don't have to call on his name right now. That doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord, but you don't need life in your situation right now. But there's some of us that need air. Let's, let's go after the Lord like none other. For those of you all in the sanctuary, can you get some type of word on your lips? Let's go ahead and seek the Lord. We don't have to ask him for anything. For just the first two minutes, can we just thank him? Don't ask him for anything. Let's just thank him. God, we thank you that you're God alone. God, we thank you for the life that you gave us in the first place in our situation. God, we thank you that you didn't bury us yourself. We thank you that even when the doctor said no, somehow you said yes. Even when they couldn't sense a post, you found one. God, we thank you. Those of you all in the sanctuary, cry on to him out loud. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Call him what he is to you. If he's been a savior, if he's been a healer, if he, he's been a deliverer, listen, because in the next 30 minutes, he's going to be a way maker. He's going to be a way maker. He's going to be a way maker. Listen. No doctor in the town touched the young man. No doctor in the town prescribed something that brought the young man to life. But God is about to make a way. I need you all to seek him. I need you all to seek him. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We're going to ask him in a second. We're going to declare some things in a second. I'm just trying to set the atmosphere. God, we thank you. 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 We thank you. If you never do another thing, you've already done enough. We thank you. 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 Now let's declare. God, I declare, I stand and declare that in the lives of your young people, you know what they need. God, I stand and declare that in the lives of your young people, you breathe into their body before and you'll do it again. God, I stand and declare in the lives of your young people that they should not be bound based off of generational curses that came before them. That they shall seek success even though their situations don't match what they're asking for. God, I pray that you open jobs that they're not qualified for. God, I pray and declare that you will begin to open up schedules. God, you will begin to make phone calls. You will begin to make emails. 
you will begin to hook them up with the right people that they're not seeking for, but somehow they'll meet. God, your young people are asking you for something, and I need you to do it in their lives, God. I need you to do, do it in their lives. I need you to do it in their lives. God, we want to be the people that you have called us to be, not the people who our life and our circumstances have forced us to be, and we need your glory. God, we need your glory. God, we need your glory. Now I need you to come in the lives of your young people and breathe. Breathe life and breathe life more abundantly. What they're asking you for, you're more than capable of doing. What they're asking you for, you're more than capable of striving in because you are God and God alone. And what we're asking for, we need it now. We don't want to wait another second. When we come out of this quarantine, when we come out of this pandemic, we shall come out with fire and we shall breathe on the lives of those other people. We shall breathe on the lives of our friends. We shall breathe on anybody that we come in contact with and they will give us, they will say our name. They will give us acknowledgement, but God, they will give you glory. They will give you glory. They will give you glory. We need it, God. We need it, God. We've been mourning over that thing too long. We've been crying over that thing too long. When is he going to come? When is he going to make a way? When is he going to make a way? He's supposed to be the way maker. He's supposed to be the almighty. When is he going to do it? God said, don't worry about when I'm coming. Just make sure you're in the right place that when I get there, I'll heal you. Listen, I don't ever claim to be some type of prophet. I don't. But while praying... Those of you all at home watching, I don't want you to think that you're left out. The Lord just didn't give me nothing for you because I promise if he, he's God enough, if he wanted to speak, I could call your name over the screen. But God said there's somebody in this room right now that you've been asking God for something and you really don't even want it for yourself. You want it so that your children can be blessed. happy where you are. You, you're not happy, but you can make it. But you know that God has called you to greater. And God said, you've been wondering. You're getting older and you don't know when he's going to do it. But God said, quit preparing for a burial that I didn't arrange. done everything to try to get rid of it. You thinking if he ain't came by now, he's not going to come at all. But God said, you begin to give your situation CPR and watch me give it life. You begin to do everything that you need to do and then I'll give it life. Young people, God is about to breathe on us like none other. My prayer has been and I don't think it's going to change. Not from Dayton, I just feel sorry for you. But Dayton will be the breeding ground of young people on fire for Christ. And before Dayton, Mount Calvary will be. Everybody keep asking Chris, when you gonna leave? I'm gonna leave as soon as the Lord tells me to. But guess what? While I'm here, Mount Calvary will be a place of young people on fire for Christ. And if y'all ever let y'all fire go, I'll leave. But guess what? We will be the ones who seek God like none other. We won't seek man. We won't seek connections. We won't try to make sure the right people tagged on Facebook. We won't make sure the right people tagged on Instagram. Listen, the people, the stars that we're seeking after, they're going to be begging us to come here. 
because God is about to put the hearts of Mount Calvary's young people on fire like none other. This is a prayer that I don't want you all to let go. Pray that God breathes on you and that he presents your situation right back to you. Mallory, can you come here real quick? I'm going to let us go in a second. Now, all of you all, I think you all know me in the spirit realm very good. I am not a singer. I'm not. But the Lord speaks words to me, and I just want to feed them to you, and then you can tell it to them. They might receive it better. say you are welcome, you are welcome, you are welcome, yes God, you are welcome in this place, right now God, we honor you Jesus, so have your asking the Lord to do, that before you even reach disappointment in this week, you should be encountered by life and what you're asking for. If God doesn't bring your full business plan to life this week, I hope you begin to at least see pulse in your heart. That if you can't, if he can't do nothing about it, there's nobody that can do anything about it. But at least what you're asking for, you begin to meet somebody who can help you out this week. There's some of you all who want to start churches. I hope you meet that person this week. 
There's some of you all who want to record an album. I hope you meet that person this week. There's those of you that's looking for a brick and mortar who start your business, and I hope you meet the, the leasing office this week. Whatever you're asking for, I hope God encounters you with that this week before you even reach disappointment. Wherever you're watching in the living room, in, in the kitchen, I hope you all are in the bathroom. But let's go ahead and pray out. God, we thank you for what you did in this place. God, we pray for traveling mercies for our pastor, Pastor Eskin Winston Jr. and his family as they return home. I hope wherever he preached that you, they were encountered with a word like none other. Strengthen your prophet daily as he leads his flock because the sheep shall never be stronger than the shepherd. And as long as he's strong, we're strong. God, we pray for traveling mercies for Brother Rich Tober and Sister Tiffany as they return home today. I know they have an event tomorrow, and I hope you fill his body back up because he poured out today. God, I hope that you fill everybody back up with their cups on the roof, even though their cups were empty this week. We put everything into this moment so that you can get the glory. We put everything into this moment so that you can get the glory. God, we thank you for what you did in this place. And I thank you that this is just the beginning of what you're about to do. Strengthen your preacher. And every time I open my mouth, my words shall not be of me, but they shall be of you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. With exceeding joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power. Both now and forever, let all the saints watching comment, amen. Amen.